apartment is called the Jamptons. Jim Jam Studios. I came up on the mean streets of Jamford Stuyvesant to Jammerly Hills. I think uh, this all of that's (laughs) great. I think that we should have a required five-minute twerk session before all of our episodes going forward, so Uh, everyone gets loose before we. Yeah, I agree. Don't you think think that's a really like they do improv exercises to like warm up before you do the actual improv? So you're saying yeah, or like how they have the kids dance when they go into daycares for like the first five minutes, like. So they're not so fucking sad that they have to be at school all day. Mm. Um, that's an idea. Okay. You know, why not? Good. We're doing it. Uh, can we do it next episode, though? Yes. Or maybe, like, the like down the road. What? You got to learn how to twerk yeah. in the meantime? <laughs> yeah. He's going to watch a lot of videos. Ooh, these yeah. YouTube tutorials are difficult. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, we prefer Vimeo. Is that how, it's, is that how you say it? Vimeo. I've always said. You sound like a real dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> so I no sound on brand. <laughs> Got it. Got it. And we're on the air. How go. about that? Mm. It's party time. Uh, so what, who are you guys? What is this? Oh, thank you so much for asking, Jim. Uh, this is a podcast and it is called It's About Us and it is with me, Maria Heinig, resident comedian. I don't know why I said that. We're all residents. Uh, and <laughs> 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 I just sound so important nothing. Resident comedian. Resident comedian. As, as though you would weigh in as a, like the the authority on co- like you're yeah. the resident comic. I have like, a residency it, in Jim's apartment. I don't, but if you want to talk about it. Uh, we'll talk this later. This view is the best. Sweet studio. I'll live in the bathroom. Dope. It's not a studio. It's a, is it? No, it's a studio. Yeah, it's a studio. You know what? You know I was going to argue that it wasn't a studio because there's a deck. <laughs> Nope. <laughs> that is nothing not, not the to do with part. it no. at all. I no. think bed in the kitchen is a pretty good sign. <laughs> this studio. This is dope as Sobering reality. In, I would live the shit out of this place. Oh, yeah. I do all day, every Ray, day. Ray, introduce yourself right now. Uh, my name is Ray Sunny, and I'm here, you know, talking with my friends and shit. And I'm Jim Search, and you can find me on Twitter at Jim Search. And I'm the uh, what well, producer? producer. Yeah, yeah, the guy behind the board, yeah. the wizard. Like I'm the wizard in Oz. He's our promoter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm. If this were Charlie's Angels, I'm the dude. You know how like there's always like a really successful female musician, and no matter how hard she works, people credit the man behind her for her success. That's Jim. <laughs> 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 That's what Jim hey will be for Marie and I. Perfectly right. Put Just together, we equal one person who's funny. Yeah, Jim <laughs> is the Diplo to our MIA. <laughs> but, mm, oh, MIA is so fucking cool. I want that. And will so you say your Twitter? Say your Twitter. Oh, I'm at Ray Sani. Spell it. R A E double. Ooh, I can't spell. R A E S A double N I. And, and who did you lovely ladies bring oh, to no, wait, she has my Twitter. Twitter. Oh, sorry, sorry. Jim, sorry. I don't know what your Maury regulation over here is, but this is our podcast. <laughs> it's about us. My Twitter is <laughs> at Maria Heinig, M-A-R-I-A-H-E-I-N-E-G-G. And welcome to episode one yeah. of It's About Us with our special guest, Mr. Langston Kerman. Fuck yeah! Can you hear me, everyone? It's me. Yeah. Give them your Twitter, B. Uh, it's Langston Kerman. L A N G S T O N K E R M A N. Never forget it. Oh man. <laughs> what an easy name. Are you named after Langston Hughes? I am. Yeah, my mother is a, uh, a writer. 
writer. Oh, your mom's a writer. Of sorts. Do you have any uh, favorite Langston poems? Like, did you pursue like knowledge of him, knowing? Uh, I think it was more obligatory at first. Mm -hmm. Sure. Um, No one looked up. His poetry is not my favorite writing that he. You like his essays better. Essays are my favorite. Mm -hmm. Um, The Negro poet in the the racial mountain is probably. Oh yes. Okay. Good. Uh, you should have saw Ray light up there. Yeah. Like, I see. <laughs> yeah sure. Do you feel this in the middle of the? As soon as I said Negro, she was like, "Yes, this is it." No, no. <laughs> every nigga is a star. Oh, I it's love a great, that. It's a beautiful piece. Uh, can I admit that Langston Hughes actually got me fucking white dudes? <laughs> what? That doesn't sound like it makes sense. Wait, uh, no, I don't did? not because think it makes sense. I just men? can't wait to hear what that means. Pardon? Because he made love to white men? No, no, no. Oh. I think he smashed black dudes. Oh. I thought his thing was black dudes. But um, no, like in. I like to think that he called it smashing. Go yeah, on. he did. Langston was like yeah. smashing. I was I'm smashing the young Negro types. <laughs> Would uh, you like to smash it? <laughs> no. Uh, so I get when I was in night? college, I think smash. I think I was a sophomore uh, at school, and in my uh, so to I declared English as a major. You have to do some prereqs, and one of I my do prere- declare. I do declare, but English is my major, and uh, you had to take some prereqs, obviously, and so. In there's an anthology of poetry book that we had to read. I was the only black person in my class. You did that on purpose, of course, <laughs> right? Those I class. <laughs> and so like, <laughs> I just uh, running from classroom to classroom <laughs> looking like, for. Can I be the only one? <laughs> Uh, so nah, there's another one. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck this class. Bye. Uh, no, so so we were. So <laughs> we were. I'm picturing you actually doing that, just, just running, running from precept to precept with like so many. Books. Any niggas in here? I'm out. Uh, <laughs> so that was a lovely afternoon. Just like poker. So, so we had to read like a bunch of uh, Harlem Renaissance poems for this particular class, and or not a bunch of Harlem Renaissance, but a lot of poetry of that era, not particularly Harlem Renaissance stuff, and a man. Uh, a beautiful, Gentile. tall, white boy with lovely eyes what and dark hair. hair. Kind of dark hair, hair blue kind of eyes. That was my shit straight. Oh, we got a little bit like a Biebs. Like a Biebs Yeah, but like classier than Biebs. You know, a little shorter. And uh, so so we had like a whole fucking like 300 page pages of like lit to read. and uh, Lit. And uh, we had to pick our favorite poems and our favorite lines. And he went before me, and I was about to point out this Langston Hughes poem called Theme from English B. And right before I'm about to do it, this beautiful-ass white boy with blue eyes and brown hair, dark brown hair, is like, oh, my God, I love Theme from English B. I was like. And then your fucking panties flew out from underneath your skirt. And there was a line. It's like something to the effect of like, what about me? Well, I like to eat, drink something and be in love. And I was like, oh, you like that shit, dude? That was my shit. I'm like so excited for you. And this isn't even a thing that's happening. No, this is when I was like 17. This is the jam. Yeah. And so uh, I'm the jam. So I was like, oh, okay. Let me just find all the dark haired, blue eyed boys who want to get in these brown guns. (laughs) (laughs) 
I love I calling them guts. They're, they're brown on the inside too. <laughs> <laughs> My, okay, let me find all, all the <laughs> light eyed, blue, light eyed, dark haired dudes who want to get into these brown on the outside, outside pink on the inside guts. <laughs> these pink goats inside of a brown person. <laughs> Oh my god! I like I, I my favorite though is when you call it giving him the box. Yeah, I give him box, give yeah. him box. Give that box. Yeah. yeah, here's my present. <laughs> Just don't I get boxed out. I got you this out. present. That's the uh, that's the uh, traditional form. Of the so world. Langston. Um, you just got back from traveling. I did. Where did you go? I went to Montreal, Canada. Woohoo! Participate. It's a the, great Montreal. Uh, it's a great, yeah. It's, it's the, the best, best Montreal. Probably. I feel, yeah. Uh, Montreal. Participate in the uh, Just for Laughs Comedy Festival. Congratulations, new ass motherfucking face. New face came back. It was new face, baby. New face, baby. Not a fan of it, but it's very successful. No, Langston, you got yourself a we, nice uh, face. He, you mm-hmm. are such a great ex- example. There's so many people, and I'm sure we can agree on this. And if we can't, it's like you guys are gonna look bad. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think so. There's you, you. There's definitely people that get things you know Mm -hmm. get credits or whatever or like you know get a nod of some kind and you're like man fuck that dude or whatever like because you feel that you're better than them or whatever when you got it that's exactly no (laughs) when you got it fuck that langston motherfucker you ain't no poet yeah the fuck out of comedy you are you are the you are subpar langston of the langston i bet you think you real funny dog (laughs) (laughs) you got jokes nigga (laughs) he told me he told me like face to face that he got it and i was so immediately happy for him yeah i was just like fucking yeah someone yeah, you faked it real good it was nice <laughs> it was really, it was i am such are you calling me a good actress yeah oh my god <laughs> no yeah you're like really talented and um really hard working i think that's like i, I mean, think that's the thing respect you but we yeah think those other things yeah but you putting in the work and that's like that's wonderful to see and i'm glad i'm glad you like you came here you came here to grind and look at you that's yeah. good so how do you guys know him oh what an excellent question jim uh how do you how, do you remember how you first met ray uh we well we were talking <laughs> uh, ray came to cake shop back when jordan temple and crew i don't even remember who i else. think joe wakowski uh there were others uh, <laughs> oh, you didn't mean for that to be shade but it was the shadiest shade that sounded like it. a holocaust like, <laughs> yeah. uh, no, no, like no. trial there were mm. there were others. there were others no, um no no other parts of world war ii were whatever henry hill <laughs> keep shade. it stepping <laughs> uh yeah when they ran the show i did that and it was it was a evening that's uh, when they tend to be. And Ray was there, and she she came up and said very nice things afterwards, and yeah, and we sort of chatted. Yeah, I yeah. try to throw it at him. Here's here's what I love <laughs> is that Langston doesn't understand that when women are like super nice to you at a bar, that they're trying to fucking give well, you that. Well, let's let okay. So depends, mm. on, depends on how nice though. I well, so here's the thing. I had to right, so what, rape so what had happened? So what had happened was so like I had never seen Langston before. And uh, <laughs> what a treat! <laughs> <laughs> so I'd never seen Langston before. I was like, "Yo, this boy is real cute." 
I didn't think he was a comic because I had never seen him before. And then he goes on stage and he does really well. The room is empty as shit and <laughs> nobody's trying to laugh. And your boy gets all the laughs that he can get out of that room. <laughs> that he can get. Uh, yeah, right. And he did He did really well. He went on a search. Right. He got it. He went He went search and rescue for that motherfucking show. And so, but then there was some shorty who I spotted, who was trying to give him the business. I was like, no. What does she look like? <laughs> Do you remember? Not as good as me. And so, I mean, <laughs> I'm, being cunty. Sure. I'm being cunty. I'm being cunty. Anyway. That's what I love about you. Uh, Keep going. Uh, anyway, so, so like I was like, I was like, I'm not going to let this bitch talk to him. Did <laughs> so, you fight her? No. I just pulled my shirt down a little bit and right. tried to talk to Langston. Yeah. But he, you know, he was, he was, you know, he treated me like a fan. <laughs> <laughs> That's not fair. That, what, what? I got the oh hi, oh, you're so funny. Like you're great, Langston. Like oh my, my name is Ray. I do comedy too. It's just like you're like really great, you know. And, and I should have been like hell yeah, you're great too. Yeah, <laughs> I've never seen your comedy. No, yet. no, no. You should have been like oh that's very kind of you. Would you like me to put something someplace? And then I would have yeah. been like Wait, but oh, what, okay, okay. So I've never heard about sex, sex before. What do you put where? You put if a dude has a penis, mm. you ask him to put it if you have a vagina in yeah. yours. And if he doesn't have a penis, you ask him where it is. <laughs> <laughs> or do you know someone who has one? Right. This is confusing. <laughs> so, so it's 2015. Do you? Uh so like yeah. No, but like you could literally do it yourself. Yeah. But yeah. So I flirted to no avail and then he's been very kind when we've seen each other since. He's a, he's right. a nice dude. Nice boy. I'm all right. I do all right. I mean, he is like unmanageable <laughs> to have a conversation with, but he's a nice dude, you know, if he thinks he gets something out of you, like being on this world famous podcast. <laughs> Unreleased. <laughs> they tried it before. This is not the first attempt. <laughs> yeah, we're on episode four right now. No, it's episode three. Oh, three. This episode three. even better. Three. This is three asterisk. Like there's a. So one maybe. Right. So right. there's it. That that word ends with a K, doesn't it? Yes. I asterisk. always say asterisk. Yeah. That's he said asterisk. No, I heard asterisk. I heard someone say miscellaneous. Ooh, I love my that. blood, my blood boiled. My blood boiled. I used to be a job recruiter, and she interviewed, and she was telling me how she used to make a lot of breakfasts, and yeah. I, but and I laughed so hard at it for so long. But then the other day, I fucking said it, and I was like, now I just want to say breakfasts. It feels good to say that. I don't know. Literally everyone I work with says breakfasts. Yeah. Like I work at a place that is just filled with unqualified people, uncouth, to be doing the jobs that they do with children. But what is? It, but what does that even mean? Like because. Well, I'm wow. This is gonna get. You know what? Wait, before he gets into that, yeah. How does Langston yeah. know Maria? Oh, uh, do you I know the first Maria. time we met? I do remember the first time. Oh, we I'm met. excited. I don't remember. Uh, Raj's I birthday. I mean, I totally remember. Uh, Raj Sivraman, very funny guy, uh, who's from Boston, was having a birthday party uh, in Midtown. Um, we definitely met before that. Oh. First time I met you was there. Well, I definitely saw you before then. And, oh wait, uh, look, look, Langston's like, no, mm. I know exactly when it happened. Yeah, yeah. I, when I know when it's too. gonna keep happening. Like a dirty motherfucker. <laughs> now I'm just gonna watch uh, y'all. I'm gonna watch y'all fall in love. It's gonna be real cute. Uh, <laughs> Go ahead. I met you at Roger's birthday party. You were there with Sam Evans. Yep. Also very funny. 
And uh, you were uh, fine as shit. Sassy. <laughs> That's when niggas call good looking white women. Bitchy. Sassy. I was like, I don't know if she's mean or just different. And uh, <laughs> I choose different. I choose different. Very no, nice. I like different. You dope, Maria. Oh, that's Maria. very nice. I love you too. That's how I feel. That made me uncomfortable because Good. I don't know how to love back. I don't care. Okay. I don't oh, need cool. your I don't need your love to feel my love. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a Lion King song. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to I don't need to be in your love. <laughs> it's true though. That's what love is. Yeah. Love is not about whether or not it gets respected. It's unconditional. Yeah. Unless it's been Jinx, about two weeks since over. you said it and he hasn't I fucking you shit, said it back yet. <laughs> <laughs> and you were like, I need you to fucking say it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm uncomfortable. Uh, so so okay and what were you just asking him before i interrupted y'all oh i was just gonna say is the fact that like they don't pr- pronounce all words at your school well as educators. well yeah what do you do oh, articulate for us oh, yeah. what you do oh, yeah. I, I work with job. uh children i am a tutor slash educator of sorts in a of source uh, of sorts yeah. why what's in the in of source part uh it's an after school program so it's not traditional schooling but it but is this educator providing education don't undermine services. yourself you're fine well, I, I used to be a full-time teacher so okay. i know the difference yeah. this isn't it uh, <laughs> <laughs> i'm very and I'm aware riding that, it out that difference very aware that this is not the same experience and so no it doesn't require them to know every word and to pronounce yeah. them correctly mm-hmm. it them does require them to be slightly more willing to learn words than they are <laughs> <laughs> I don't so mind. Would you say that they wouldn't have asked the question that I did, where I was like, I, "Is it asterisk?" I'm or really asterisk? much more interested in the effort. I think is yeah. what I'm saying, and Put I don't in. think that that effort is really there for them. Ooh. But they're great. It's better uh, they're there than not at an after-school sure program. Fucking the facility exists at home and that's by a themselves or whatever. Sure. Uh, it, yeah, it's fine. It's okay. I'm trying to figure out a way to not. I, d- I do think like even you know the goal for all of us obviously is to quit our day jobs and be mm-hmm. able to do comedy full time I think even with that I still want to like I'd like to be a receptionist forever yeah, <laughs> girl me <laughs> too <laughs> no but I, I would still want to work with kids I would still like want to like figure out a way to like make this you know like a life. charity or something no I mean charity is like once a year well kind of thing. I'd rather do it like I want to figure out a way to like well you gotta marry a woman who's pretending she's not after your money right. but she's totally into your yeah. money. money and then she no no when he's when he's a successful comic women I'm like very, money I feel like successful comics also mostly don't have any money i think that's the bummer about this whole industry yeah kevin hart's real poor one example yeah. okay all right chris rock you know was really scraping chris pennies together kevin hart are doing very well <laughs> my bad <Go laughs> seinfeld's pretty destitute dave Chappelle seems to not be crushing it Jim, financially. shut the fuck up whoa <laughs> how dare you take it easy um uh, so 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 yeah so just You're making me Mary look bad. Shorty, who's running uh, a not-for-profit that works on education. Yeah, no I pressure, just, really specific wanna, woman. I think that's on. sort of the whole point of like you know getting rich and famous is to figure out a way to make those things yeah. actually like you you want to actually utilize those resources in a real way, and mm-hmm. I think that like too few of us actually give a shit about doing that because you got money. Fuck, I need to help some kids for. Well, and that's a conversation I had with, like, I went to a financial budget lady because I'm really bad with money, and I told her that I realized a long time ago, I used to fantasize about being rich when I was, like, a really little kid, Hmm. and then I got older and I realized that being rich isn't really, like, 
a fulfilling thing and it's really bad because if you get rich enough you're contributing to the one percent and the disparity of blah, 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 whatever um but i think there's only two reasons to do stuff and that's art or or to serve community right like to help other people or to like fill your soul with like the shit you want to do all day long like and if you're not doing any of those two th- either of those two things with any of your time i feel like you have to be the saddest person alive i don't know i feel like feeling I feel like being rich feels good. I don't know. Yeah, I think I think it does feel good, but I don't think it's a lasting feel good. Like yeah, and then I you make more money, so and then you find new ways stuff. to feel good. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I feel like it's never enough. I guess. Is yeah. Okay. My- Look, man, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and be like be like oh being rich sucks because it's not fulfilling. Being poor is not fulfilling either. So. I'm gonna enjoy fucking being on a yacht and miserable because being <laughs> in a fucking bunk bed and miserable don't feel good either. You have a bunk either. bed? No, yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. No, I get okay, for yeah, for, I, get for, for I like I don't like the like because I was talking to a dude and he was just like, oh, I don't want to be rich because like it's like just sinking money into an empty hole. And I was like, great, I'm glad you have money <laughs> to sink into the hole, sure. man, because I'm poor and miserable and there's nothing to put in that but, hole. But how about this is when i say it i mean the difference between being like uh what would be described as middle class ish money versus being like rich, rich there's no such thing as middle class in new york city and you know it sure but you don't oh, have to live in new york city there's some middle class people in new york city What's they don't live like middle class america you should have like seen ray shift her eyes <laughs> when he said that like her i don't got real crooked and there's no explanation so. for it i didn't do anything horrible i just said I disagreed, and it didn't turn out well. No, I, I guess, I guess you, you know, that. you know, I feel very like personal about New York because my New York is so different from the New York I grew up in, yeah. and uh, and there is no middle class as far as I know, right? I mean, middle class in New York is paying too much on a like paying too much on a mortgage on property that doesn't mean anything anymore. So Bloomberg was like. Uh, fuck the middle class and fuck poor people and he literally just made everything that was accessible to middle class people not accessible you really think uh, you think it was him I think that that started a long time ago before him man i'm sure i mean the direction was he just represented your boy is a billionaire he literally was like don't you call him my boy he's not my boy all right that is their friend (laughs) i resent Uh, my nigga mike (laughs) (laughs) she actually calls him miguel it's real weird (laughs) he's not spanish at all there's a dynamic of a relationship they have that I don't understand. There's an intimacy that cannot be explained. My dude, MB. Miguel Blomberg. M. Bizzle. Yeah, right. he just he just altered life in a way that, uh, I mean, obviously there are a lot of external factors and a lot of other things that happen, but yeah, like that, the existence of a middle class is one that I don't observe. I just think the, the definition of middle class changes in New York. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, here, in where I'm from, I'm, I come from a middle class home. Part mm-hmm. of my home, at least. Like, my parents are split, so like half of the my The garage home was, was very different. The living room was <laughs> upper middle class, but the garage had some poor tendencies. <laughs> I don't like how this feels. Uh, <laughs> Sorry for tagging the inside of your garage. The garage. Half of, so like my parents split up. My father stayed and ate in a, ate in a, very, in a very position, town. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much where I went and did all my schooling. But my mother cool. hasn't continues to be, uh, you know, poor chick, mm-hmm. on welfare and shit. 
and like that sort of has been the so mixture. Where where Wait, you, I'm where very curious about this. Go ahead. Where are you from? I'm from uh, Oak Park, Illinois. Okay. Which is the west suburb, the first suburb out of Chicago. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So now I have a bunch of questions, yes. <laughs> and don't be creeped out. Mm-hmm. So, so, so one. Six and a half inches. Pardon? <laughs> what you said? Repeat that shit, nigga. Repeat it. <laughs> we we all heard him. I know it's that you did. But you were, <laughs> yeah. It's great that you didn't he hear. Gave, he just gave you a quick uh, length answer. You yeah, said, I got some questions, and he goes, "Blah blah inches." Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Why are you hiding the inches? Don't you worry about it. Uh, You'll find out. Dream, <laughs> I won't find out, bitch. You gonna find out now? Don't question. You threaten yes. me. Uh, Let him. No, I'm wishing good dick on you. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. So okay, so so two questions because uh, I find this fascinating. When people are not of the same socioeconomic status, and one person is paying child support and one person is not, well, how do you feel about it in terms of morality? Like, how do you feel? Do you think it's appropriate that a child should have to go from one home that's this good and another home that's not as good? I'm very grateful for my upbringing. Um, I don't necessarily, I've never thought about it in a moral question, as a moral question. I think like it gave me perspective in a way that I wouldn't have gotten if I just stayed in the suburbs my entire life. Did you stay primarily with mom or dad? I split the week. So half the week was, you know, my mom wasn't living in the projects or anything. No, 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 I didn't assume that. She was, you know, she lived in some rough neighborhoods. (laughs) 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 I didn't. Yeah, she certainly didn't have her shit together all the time. And, like, there were times where, you know, we were sleeping on people's couches and basements and shit. Mm-hmm. But then I would go back and I had a room of my own. And, and like, that didn't fuck you up? No, I think it gave me perspective. I think I think what was more messy, it was much messier for my siblings because they had parents who were much more... Older or younger? My, I'm the oldest of So five. you had a younger half-siblings? Yeah, I've there are five of us, all mm-hmm. of whom share different. We have different parents. None mm-hmm. of us like have the same. Sh- set. Share the same. Uh, so it was like I think for them it was a lot messier because they they didn't understand how it came to be. Mm. Like I saw the happenings. Mm. I understood. They every came step. in on season three. Exactly. <laughs> it's like I don't know this Ross guy Wait, at what all. Happened? Who is that? Uh, this every, Omar guy seems really saw, mean. We saw Stringer kill. Oh my god, Michael! Lord help the I person. I love that all of y'all went to the wire. Yeah, no friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. You have to understand Ross early. No, Ray should know better than to bring up the wire because one of her rules is that she doesn't have to talk oh, about yes. the wire so with I made white a people. New Year's resolution that I'm not talking the wire with white people. But because you just angry? did. Yeah, because they condescend to me, like as if they know more. What about, do you mean like, by that, Ray? <laughs> <laughs> like that um because they're they're kind of like oh we know everything about how economics and class affect race relations on account of this story told by a white man about black people and well, it's like fuck you I think dude it's the uh it's the go-to reference right and, and it's so really it, obnoxious i get it i get i do agree that there are elements of it that are obnoxious but i also think it's like it's nice that that reference exists no sure i'm really happy that there the is, there was exists. this story about you know complex black characters who aren't villains right. and if they were villain villains there were a pre- there was a real genuine presentation of their motivations or backgrounds or impetus so like fine but 
it's also a white man's project and you're not gonna sit here and talk to me about the baltimore riots (laughs) riots quote unquote wait and then be like well you know i know everything about the state of affairs in baltimore because bunny tried to (laughs) (laughs) start a fucking hamsterdam and you know everything about that you you know know omar was coming (laughs) (laughs) Uh, a whistle (laughs) i know i know that you don't farmer in the dell indeed Uh, i know you don't want to talk about the wire with white people but here we are and here i am and uh, everybody i'm black skinned (laughs) tell your friends um but my favorite moment in that whole series and i watched it with my ex he got me into it he watched the whole thing with me he fuck your ex anyway um, i did (laughs) that's the Uh, whole thing what's up and uh, is when I can't remember whose girlfriend is walking across the street to her car. She's eating a bag of chips. She finished the bag of chips. She fucking drops a bag of chips in the middle of the road and just like keeps just throws it. And that's like he started like uproariously laughing. And he's like, that's such a real thing that people just throw trash in the, the city ground. because they don't respect the city. right? Yeah, because they don't have a reason to. Mm-hmm. No one's given them a reason to. But just like the realness of that moment for mm-hmm. him having grown up near Baltimore. Okay, like, got it. That he was like, oh, she just fucking she's she like, just, next. Yeah, we don't. And I had never seen anyone do that yet. I'd been living in Bed-Stuy for like a year and a half and then like two weeks later maybe I watched a chick throw an empty plastic bottle into the middle of the road on Nostrand with her friend and her friend's like dude you can't do that what about the dolphins <laughs> and she's like bitch there ain't no dolphins in that road it was so good it was that's, like the most life affirming moment that's, that's funny to me that you noticed that largely because like when you live in neighborhoods like that you don't notice that shit like that's part of the reason why you throw it is because like because it's part of what you do I that's not a part of that scene that i would have noticed but it adds to the quality of mm-hmm. that scene because it makes that authentic yeah mm-hmm. like so the that's the difference between a story but that's the interesting part real. is that the authenticity is is something that you are discovering whereas like i think and this is part of your difficulty with like having the conversation with white people is like this is an authenticity you already understand Therefore, it is not an introduction to mm. authenticity. Is right, an and I don't feel like working through introduction introductions with white people. Right, certainly Why? not like the ego. Because I'm not <laughs> you know, getting, I'm, I'm not getting paid to teach you about niggas. So, <laughs> like, that's, you know, so you're not interested in talking about Cecil the Lion with white people? Is that what's? I'll tell them why it's stupid they care about it. <laughs> like, well, yeah, tell let's what? talk about it. You think well, it's stupid that they well, no, care let's, about Cecil? Let's, let's, tell the, let's tell the people first. About Cecil? Who is Cecil the Lion? Who is Cecil the Lion? Cecil! Cecil! I have a. Would you like to tell them who Cecil the Lion is? Jim, you were on your way. If you, if you would like me to take over, I'm happy to. Yeah, I'd love to hear what I'd love to hear the Langston perspective of uh, uh, Cecil. Cecil. We're a, here with the Langston perspective Cecil on NPR. Cecil was a dark-skinned lion <laughs> <laughs> of African descent <laughs> who was murdered by a dentist in Minnesota. From Minnesota, not from, in from Minnesota. Minnesota. He wasn't in Minnesota at the time. Thank you for clearing that up. You know, I had to be pedantic confused. since niggas was out here <laughs> flexing their intellectual muscles, okay? Uh, he, he was murdered by a dentist from Minnesota mm-hmm. uh, who shot him and lured him out of the territory in out which of the, he's allowed. Was right, the safe reserve, reserve, yeah. The safe reserve, lured him out and murdered him in cold blood and then chopped his head off and took pictures with the dead body. Yeah. Um, and mm-hmm. it has since turned into quite an uproar. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Oh, quite an uproar. Oh, 
saw what I saw what you did there, Langston. I saw what you did there. I didn't practice a lot for this podcast, but that was it. That was it. Thank you and good night. You guys really stuck the landing on that one. Yeah, so everybody's been losing their mind. Jimmy Kimmel cried, and that was some weak shit. My Facebook friends have had quite a bit to say about Cecil, and I miss him. I miss, <laughs> I, just, I just miss his face. I miss his sweet lion His face kisses. that looks exactly like the next lion's face. He was I miss. dark skin. Can we can we tell lions apart? This is a genuine question. Cecil was dark yeah, skin. Yeah, you can tell lions apart. You can fucking tell two yeah, dogs yeah, apart. Yeah, black hair. That was. I can't tell dogs from. apart. Yes, you can. You can no, tell. No, I can't. Dalmatian and, and a dachshund apart. Okay, sure. That. Maybe oh, you just agree to say that. Okay. Okay. Did we follow up? You have anything honest, sassy to say after that? I had a pug named Booger Bear. Did you um, really? And if you found another pug, you wouldn't know which one was Booger Bear. I would know that it. I can tell which ones are not Booger Bear. <laughs> but I can't tell for certain who Booger Bear is. Like I line up. I can see a bunch of them be like, "That ain't Booger Bear," <laughs> but I can't be like, "Oh shit, that's, that's Booger Bear." Exactly. <laughs> So, uh, turns out that a lot of people in America really cared about Cecil the Lion. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, there was a a gentleman, uh, Sam DuBose, who ran into some trouble in Cincinnati. Mm -hmm. Would you say that he ran into some trouble or some trouble came and fucking found him? Some some trouble came and shot that nigga in the head. That's really what happened. And... uh, (sighs) I, and what was so interesting about that is that uh, not a tear from Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah. That's, well, that's that wouldn't. Uh, that's, that's not, that's not, not brand. <laughs> <laughs> it's not very funny. Right. No, but no. him crying wasn't funny, right? Like he didn't mean for it to be funny. No, but you can have a, a, a human moment for an animal. You can't have a human moment for a human. Right. On a funny show. Mm, exactly. Uh, which is messed up. And I do. I agree. It's absurd that so many people it's are really absurd about the lion. I do think it's really sad. I love animals sometimes more than people. Mm -hmm. So I do have like this huge like fuck like that's horrible. Why would you murder anything? And then furthermore, why would you draw it out and like go through this whole process? And just the fact that like this was like a human loving lion. They like all the reports said yeah. like he was like known for being like nice to people. I'm so unconcerned with Cecil's y- yeah. personality. Oh my god, he was so sweet. But like I, I he was one of the good lions. It's a, it's a <laughs> like, horribly awful thing. But I I think the I'm bigger sorry. point sorry. is like why does nobody else give a shit about these other you know, I really, people that are dying? This is what I have to say about this, which is part of it is that some people are just weird animal people, and that's literally their thing. But I do uh, think. There's there's tons of people that don't care about black people getting murdered, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, <sighs> I am so offended. <laughs> no, no, I, that's horrible. But then there's also a lot of people who are just uncomfortable making a statement about that who do care that black people are getting killed, but they don't fucking know what to say. They're scared to say the wrong thing. So they say nothing instead of starting something that they feel is going to become them having to argue with people about race if we're talking about bringing it up on social media. And so they back down. They don't say anything. And what they don't understand is that sucks, and you should you should want to have the silence discourse. is compliance. Yeah, yeah, exactly, you, exactly. I, That's why it's I think not there, good I think there's this. Uh, okay. Oh yes. I let agree. me be. Let me be. Uh, I want to be careful, right? So, I know. I think so. I'm of the opinion that language matters because the words you choose, you think in language, so the words you choose sort of have greater impact than people would like to admit. I'm also somebody who 
because I think language matters, I think very seriously about the way that we talk about minorities of any kind, but in particular, people of color in public, how we talk or don't talk about them. Mm-hmm. And I think it is really incredible to look at the ease with which we can decry the murder of a lion and not decry the murder of a whole person. Yeah, it's horrific. uh, And Roxane Gay sort of wrote, sort of, she totally did, wrote this really awesome op-ed in uh, the New York Times yesterday. And her point was that it's not bad that you want to mourn Cecil. Like, my God. Yeah. It's a terrible thing that happened. Yeah. But it's weird what things we, or not weird, but it is worth exploring what things that we are okay with being publicly empathic about and like what we're publicly um, concerned about. Yeah. And it's worth exploring that it's okay for a man to get on TV and cry about a lion, but, not- but that he would have been controversial he to get on TV and sob about a black man and I think that that's and like she ended the point uh, her essay saying that yes lions are majestic creatures but humans are majestic creatures as well and hopefully one day we all see the majesty in all of us and I think that's a really reasonable thing to say this idea that it's so easy to sort of extend sympathies and be bummed out about this lion because that lion is absent of any sins any original sins she didn't go as far as i'm about to go but the sin of blackness and it's easier to not engage with it at all yeah and not talk about it and so it's not as simple as your issue is more important than mine i think this is a very simple lion we are engaged in a social contract with everybody where people are just more important than animals and it's a weird thing that today is the day that we decided that animals should be on the same level we are because you don't want to talk about niggas that's crazy to me that's insane i think that's the exact yeah i think that's the exact issue and i think that even uh, even more frustrating or not more frustrating but equally frustrating is how willing the excuse of I don't know what to say becomes like right. an excuse that right. like you not you don't have to say anything magical. You just have to say that shouldn't that bad. person that shouldn't you have just to, have to say that bad. person should not okay. Right. No. That no. that's not good. Yeah. That doesn't make me feel no. good that mm-hmm. that individual I'm is against no that. Exactly. I'm against it. It's not complex and it doesn't even require the race conversation. The race conversation is is a part of it and you hope that somebody is building towards that but it only requires you to start at the point of mm, doesn't feel nice that that person's dead yes yeah. exactly it should bum you out that anybody ends up dead in police custody that should bum you out in custody. he wasn't i'm talking about sandra bland but he yeah. wasn't they just like but stopped. you know what Let's no license plate Good right <laughs> and and that he lied and that it was on camera. Your boy lied anyway because he had the comfort of believing, believing that his story would believe bef- be believed before anybody else. Was yeah. like down for it. Like they were like black police officers yeah. also. Well, so police this, officers so, first, black second. right. It's so this crazy. sounds like an awful, awful training day. The movie. <laughs> oh my god! Or you wet? You day. get wet? 
I didn't know you liked to get wet. It was uh, a happy-go-lucky <laughs> film, to be honest with you. You what? You didn't like it? I don't think it was a happy-go-lucky film. I think oh, uh, I, I it you. had pretty sad Oh, things. shit. You know, that is, you know what? I, uh, on behalf of lions everywhere, I'm offended. Lions are pro-training day. Everybody fucking knows that. You want to go to jail? You want to go to the reserve? So, where you want to go? So Anna Dresden, and I guess the there's two other editors of this. Uh, it's this lady leaned um, kind onion of type onion satirical. Type thing. Yeah, it's called the Reductress or Reductress.com. Uh, very funny. Very funny. Very and funny. Very yes. smart. Here's one. Here's the one that she released uh, a little while ago. That's weirdly sort of related, but not. Which is Dove Beauty Campaign did a thing where they put a average and beautiful sign in front of two doors at a mall in a bunch of different cities and women had to pick which one. Which and then is they did so ridiculous. Big moving videos. It's so important that we define ourselves by how attractive we are. That's a good way to get women to like themselves more. But Dove is also just on yeah, a side note, not, to, untimi- not yeah. to undermine your story, but Dove is already fucked up because they are in America talking about how beautiful, natural, and curly hair is. Yeah. But they're owned by Lever, which produces the biggest bleach cream market like what? in India yeah, yeah. yeah. so if we talking we about like self no. in the but there's there's no companies in the world that right. are owned by a company that's doing some fuck shit yeah, like private Coca-Cola t- owns everything yeah and like privatized, but listen, this is a different. Like Coca Cola is not out here selling me a product being like soda is bad, right? But like, of course they do. What soda? What they, product? They sell you all the iced teas that tell you like you gotta eat, drink more natural. You oh, gotta that's get all true. these okay. these wonderful products and vitamins into your fair body, enough. and then they give fair you enough. the fucking shit that you can clean a toilet. Okay, with that's here's fair tell you to here's a real thing. Yeah, I was Philip told Morris yesterday. sponsors those commercials that tell you not to smoke. Yes. Um, huh. <laughs> privatized jails are traded on the tr- on the stock market. Yeah, we fucking trade which is on why they're which is why they're long. never going to be in f any efforts toward like undermining recidivism or allowing felons to vote or something like that yeah. because it's not financially viable. Well, but we we don't want them to vote. They're felon. <laughs> that means something. Yeah. Anyway, so there's the the Dove campaign, and so she did a version of that. The article said, uh, Dove asked you to pick beautiful or there's a fucking tiger behind this door. (laughs) 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 This is so great. You mean a lion? No, no, tiger. This is an old Dove thing. Oh, okay. And then, but the one she did for this one is she did an article called uh, Racist Friend Really Sad About Dead. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you obviously, like, it seems um, because generally speaking, I'm not the kind of person who's like, Oh, you care about um the state of dolphins? You must state <laughs> of <laughs> dolphins. So, like, why don't you care? Like, I'm not somebody who compares issues, generally speaking. But yes, like Roxanne Gay pointed out, it's about the public expression of empathy, yeah. and that you could be so removed from black people that you could go continents away to an animal you never heard of before. Ironically, Ironically. enough, in Africa. <laughs> Africa yeah. being in Africa, that continent. where niggas come from and are also being murdered and with you, regularity. You that was an N-word lion. Been, right. And probably have no plans of going right. on safari to see said lion. Right. I'm just glad. I'm now just they glad. keep on that safari though, Langston, because they killed that lion. <laughs> uh, the other lions. I don't think Cecil was the But they wanted one. to see Cecil. <laughs> they wanted to see Cecil, who was named after Cecil Rhodes. So, okay, his owners are a problem in the first fucking place. Yeah, I, I've heard that uh, reference a bunch. I don't know. So Cecil, Cecil Rhodes is, is um, 
like a British businessman who cheated everybody out of that area in in that area of Africa out of their wealth. He basically tricked them into signing treaties that like turned over their land so every so that he had ever. access yeah. yeah but he had access so he could just take over their diamond oh. mines he's a colonist basically yeah. but he wasn't a politician at all he was a businessman he was just a, a businessman he's a bad bitch businessman <laughs> yeah and um, aka a politician right and so then he um so the the land was named after him and uh so like when dylan roof got in trouble for you know murdering these black people not oh. only did they find confederate flags they found flags of Rhodesia, Rhodesia being this place that was sort of, they were really invested in the white supremacy. They wouldn't let black people um, um, congregate and they wouldn't let black people sort of have representation Oh, so you mean like government. the Upper East Side. I love the, descri- I love the description, though, of uh, them being really invested in white supremacy. They're like, listen, I really like black people, but I already put like 3K <laughs> into this. <laughs> but that's kind of like, that's kind of what happened, right? Like, because black people were like, we're really good at selling diamonds, too. And they were like, no, but we really don't want you to vote. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> so, like, so that's what wrote. No means no. Right. Like, so, like, obviously, there's a lot of like vestiges of like white supremacy and colonialism in Africa, but Rhodesia was like especially terrible. They could, took a and stand. So like so that this animal in Zimbabwe, which is basically Rhodesia today, would have been named after Cecil Rose. <laughs> and like, and I'm supposed to give a fuck about this line. Rose. Fuck you and your lion. I'm just glad but, that there's been a, such a public outcry and support and sympathy for Meek Mill. I think that's really nice that we all care a lot. Some would say that Meek Mill is the Cecil of this. That <laughs> he he sure got murdered. Oh, boy. Can you, Ooh, can boy. you explain? Uh, well, I should probably explain it, right? Uh, yeah, Meek would Mill. Would you, uh, allow me to Jimothy. Allow me to extrapolate. Uh, extrapolate. Yeah, Meek Mill and Drake got into a little tiff. Well, let's go back another step. We don't know who's listening. Meek Mill is a rapper. <laughs> yeah. And Drake is is a more famous rapper yeah. uh, really a renaissance nice man guy who raps <laughs> <laughs> very likable he's very renaissance some, some Drake would, is a renaissance yeah, man yeah he's an actor yeah. some would say the most likable you know and he's very cute at he's the very least he's very good looking. very good looking he, he he pulled himself don't right be up. a hater no, I'm he curious. Pulled, he I'm pulled, really yes, uh, affirmative. Uh, uh, he, yeah, he could get He pulled all himself of it. right out of that wheelchair and yeah. started rapping. <laughs> he is so brave. He's overcome so much. Mm hmm. No, I mean, having to pretend to be in a wheelchair for like eight hours a day oh God, is you really hard. You're so good at that. <laughs> you're so good at sitting there. No, but in all seriousness, um, no, in all seriousness, Drake really is very handsome. Give and, uh, a fuck about anything that Drake has done because. He can have me, and that's fine. And yeah. you, <laughs> Ray, do you not want? No, I said I know. Yeah, right. And like, um, I'm, I'm it's really a net positive. into. I'm really into emotional terrorists. Like, I love boys who are like, I love you, just not in public. And like, that's that is what Drake so is. Fucked up. <laughs> yeah. See, uh, somebody tweeted this the other day, and I thought it was the funniest shit. They were like, Drake's the dude that like meets you twice. And then tells everybody we went. Yeah, I used to date her, and then, like, <laughs> that's who he is. I feel like there's a bunch. He's very yeah. like emotionally invested in things that are fictional. He falls in love with everybody. Yeah, I but think. not even really. Like I think he. It's like part. But it's of not real. The, yeah, it's part of the. That's the what. Anthony Kiedis, I read uh, Scar Tissues, what the uh, oh God. Red Hot Chili Peppers. Let me have this white moment, right? 
I mean, I know who you're talking about, so it's our white moment. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't mean that in a judgmental way. I find myself No, but doing, he's a fallen lover guy, I too. find myself doing the similar Kiedis. things where it's like when somebody becomes like, we have a great moment, I become very invested Sure. I mean, I don't think that that's weird. I think it happens way more than people are willing to admit. But then if the person doesn't reciprocate, you can't be the motherfucker who's like, we were only on two dates, but I like love her. And she's like, no, but Drake will be like, we had something special and you left me, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I would love that. I don't think he actually knew that. No, I just asked for directions. That's actually, that's ideal for me because in that scenario, I got to fuck Drake a couple of times and then he still wants it and I left. Like, what's more pimp shit than that? Yeah, like, right. Sing a song about you and you I don't, have a great time. I don't care if I fucked a guy and it was the worst but, sex but ever. You know I that, want him to want to come back, even though I don't want him about to come Drake. back. Here's the thing about Drake, which I think is hilarious. I think Drake does that. Drake does exactly what you're saying, and you feel exactly how the girls feel. Yes. But Drake don't give a fuck. What if you're talking about Langston? You're yeah. like Drake. Langston Drake. feels just how the girls feel. <laughs> I'm just here. But like, but like, I don't think Drake do it, do really it. loves those girls. No. I think no, of Drake. Not. I think Drake likes the story. There yeah, are people. Evacuated. There are people who who fall for people immediately and continue to fall just their serial fallers i think drake i think he's addicted to the beginning heat yes you know, like those first couple uh, times what movie like, is that where somebody says you like the beginning of things oh i don't know but i do know i do remember that it uh it's fucking true though i think drake is one of those i feel i feel like that like that at the beginning of every movie oh I can't it's wait. don draper and dr dr faye she says to him because don gets he starts these really intense right he starts these really intense infatuations loves he falls for dr faye but then she he realizes she doesn't want to have kids she doesn't want to raise his kids or whatever actress is that i don't remember beautiful blonde woman and she and and he breaks up with her because he fucks his secretary or whatever and she says to him you just her okay and he's like She's like, you just love the beginning of things. Yeah. And yeah. I think Drake is one of those. I also think that that was in uh, Walker, Texas Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> I Yo, love that you have that reference. So, I'm so mad at you that you referenced Walker, Texas yeah. Ranger oh and just opened a vault. My mom to make me Chuck watch Norris, Walker, was, Texas. Yeah, that was all about great. fingering girls and running away. And running <laughs> he wasn't committed at all. Mm. Man. I well, that like guy had to talk him I down. Got, you know, I was talking about this the other day. Is, getting fingered is so retro. That sounds great. It is not pleasant. You don't like it? Really? No. What? No. What, are they putting like a dry finger in there? What's going on that you're not enjoying a finger in your pussy? Why would you enjoy a finger are in your pussy? Are you kidding? I've always, I'm not. I've always like, uh, worked really hard at it. <laughs> getting a finger in your pussy? Yeah, right in mine. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm I've, pro. I've it just, um, I think it's very exciting because yeah, I think that when I'm someone not, puts a finger you in your pussy, like, you're the like, finger someone's going to fuck it's me. Like, yeah. it's, like a, it's like watching a preview, which is the beginning of a thing for me, like in a movie theater where you're watching the preview. I'm like, pretty good at it. I'm not even going to lie. Oh, you're the baddest finger on the planet. I didn't say that. What a title. Langston's the sickest finger. 
fucking around in Brooklyn. I gotta say, I like how this escalated so quickly. Finger game official. I just said I'm pretty Prove good. It. Prove it, like my digital game on flea. Wow, <laughs> like, I'm pretty man. good, and she's like, oh, oh, you, oh, you trying to be the motherfucker now? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I cut so, my nail off my middle finger, you, girl. So, so what, what, uh, what turns you off about? I me? hate. Do you not like dirty hands in you? Is that the issue? Well, one, don't put your grubby fingers in my cunt, well, right? I mean, so there's that, <laughs> right? Clayton is looking around like, <laughs> I don't know. Whoosh. But also just like, I make them garden and then immediately. <laughs> so I'm just like, no, what kind of fucking dirty ass, like, I want six earthworms and now yeah. I want those fingers inside of me. He's not like dipping his fingers in ranch and then going in. Like, I don't, I wear, I mean, look, I, I don't, you still like I it. don't feel pleasure when they do it yeah and well that's a good reason you could have opened with that <laughs> you could say oh i don't feel pleasure from being fingered yeah uh, it's fine and you know and it, it also just feels weird it's like, so what are you doing there if i'm not feeling good just doing a quick temperature check yeah, you, well you need to be more communicative <laughs> and say stop fingering me yeah. i know crazy. right hey, that was let me ask hey, you this though hot no. <laughs> that was two. the most Dr. Phil moment I think I've heard in my life. There's yeah. two. You need uh, to be more communicative, right? Why is Langston teaching me how to get fingered yeah. right now? I love it. I'm into it. Ray, he's an educator, right? Uh, <laughs> he's an educator. Above that, I'm a class fucking ass. He's an, he's an after-school educator, and that <laughs> is what... <laughs> okay, so... But there's two elements, right, to every sexual act in terms of, I think, in my opinion, the pleasure that you can feel. So you can feel pleasure that something's happening to you. You like it for whatever reason. It's giving you pleasure. But then there's also the aspect where you know that the person doing it to you likes that they're doing that. They're getting pleasure out of doing it to you. You can get pleasure from that. What about that? I feel like that's... I don't feel like I've ever encountered a boy who's like, I'm really glad to be sliding my finger up and down your cunt. First of all, up and down your cunt makes it sound like like the front of it. it. You know, like when you hit the hammer on the thing and (laughs) like the bell goes up to the top. (laughs) Like what kind of zipper? I just karate chop it the whole time. <laughs> Open sesame. So, so, so the dudes fingering you are are not excited about fingering you, and you're not excited to get fingered. Uh, Is I that what we're getting at? I, I, you know, but I also feel like, in my experience, if a dude is fingering me, it's because he doesn't like to give head, and he's fingering me to get oh. me ready instead of going down oh, on me. That's, Almost, that's so I, that that element is helpful to my understanding. Yeah, so I don't like that shit. Have you ever? What about getting off with a finger? Has that never happened? No, I, I hadn't. Yourself, you can't even do. No, I can get myself off yeah, with well, a finger. I mean, don't, so but don't do be do? crazy, Langston. How else do you do? <laughs> How do you think we got through middle school? Get yeah, the fuck out of here. So. Uh, but but when men yeah so I had never had a guy do it with a finger to me before and like you know cross the finish line and then I did and I was like wait but was he like fingering you while he's fucking you or is no, he no it was just clit it was just yeah no no I'm like saying he is he using me. his finger to stimulate you like stimulate your clit while you're fucking because I that's happened no, too saying, but that's yeah that's the I'm only talking way. about just he was just focused on that no other uh, he was not he, we were not having intercourse. He was, I like that. That was good it phrasing. Was, it was. Oh, sorry, Bill Clinton of you. Yeah, I'm doing. I'm doing I like would get a, really bored right away. Oh, well, I mean, I was not bored. I focused on the orgasm that I was having. That was fucking good. As soon as he did that, I was like, "Oh fuck! Why haven't I been making other men do this?" So you would say this was the high point of your life? Yes, high point. No, because this was a while back. Not a high low. No, it's not a high low. But high but lows. we could do. So we we do low first, and then we do high, so that sure. we end on a positive note. Low. Right. Um, Langston, would you like to go first, or do you want to think about it? Uh, let me think. Okay. 
Um, uh, what would be a low point? Uh, okay, so my high point and my low point are really related this week, which is I have two brothers. One of them died this week. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's just Mm-mm. the lowest low I point. Lexan is so upset. He's like, why'd you say like that? How that felt. No, he died five and a half years ago uh, of brain cancer. And um, so that was a low point that week, I feel. But now we're in this week, and my I have an older brother, older than that, and he has been estranged for me for a long time. Like, you know, he's been in and out of our lives for various reasons. He, I have a nephew via him, his only son, and he ha- and I have just started to reconnect and we've started texting and we haven't really talked in like a decade. And so that has been really intense to sort of get to know someone that I knew as a child and hmm. knew until I went to like college on the, just via the phone mostly. And to like, he's still my brother, like, and so there's so much that I don't know about his life. So I literally texted him last night. Have you ever been in love? Because I, nice. I didn't know the answer to it. And then I got really sad because I was like, that's so fucking sad that I don't know those things about my brother, you know. And then I realized that there were like abandonment issues there, you know, and that stuff that I hadn't really examined because I was so hyper focused on the one that died. You know what I mean? He kind of like took the starring role of hmm. I'm mad. Uh, so that was a little, but when, but I asked him that and he, you know, like texted me back and he's like, you know, I thought I've been in love twice. So I guess I have, because what else does that mean? But we just, I am like, my high point is that I'm like re getting to know my oldest brother. And if you had asked me that two or three years ago, I would never have thought hmm. that was going to be that's a really thing nice. in my future. That's, dope. that's beautiful. And I know that it's yeah. not hilarious, but no, you know. it wasn't funny at all. Although I did ask <laughs> <laughs> There was not an ounce of humor involved there at all, man. I did ask him. I was like, uh, he asked me about a different podcast. I was always like, what are you talking about? I was like, oh, how you close at a bar. And uh, and he's like, oh, roofies. And I was like, cool, older brother. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks a lot. Oh, I'm going to let you know. In the meantime, I've gotten feminist. So this joke doesn't work for me the same way. It would have. I'm an independent woman. I will roofie myself. I don't need you or I'm anybody. Strong. Well, I don't need no man. So what's your high-low? Do the low right. first. Okay. Last time she, low high. she ended on a low and it was Sandra Bland. And I got to say, that is pretty low. That's was, pretty low. Um, Low. Um, the low point for me this week is, I guess, when you let people go from your life and you disengage fully from them. You mean let them go to the store? I don't think that's what you meant, Jim. Okay, never mind. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's what you meant at all. Fair that enough. nigga went to get some cheese and never came back. <laughs> they uh, never go to get cheese um, and not come back. That uh, is made up. Uh, no, happens. but uh, you know when you Cheese let people is a when you let people go from your life, and I'm somebody who's usually generally uh, I'm generally pretty good at disengaging from people if I feel like my feelings are hurt or um, or I don't want you around. I used to be exceptional at that, just cutting you off and not caring about it. I think as I get older and like intimate relationships of any kind with your friend, your sister, your parents um postman what postman postman yeah with my fucking mailman (laughs) i miss you dude (laughs) charles Charles, why don't you hand me checks and brush your thumb against mine anymore (laughs) is that real uh no uh but you know uh so i lost a friend this week oh what and i'm 
It was for the better. Oh, you mean like you let them disengage? Go, you know, like they, they didn't die. No, no, no. Okay, all right. Uh, I disengaged with somebody that I think means you know enough to me. And uh, was it me? Yeah, <laughs> I ain't talking to you after this shit. And uh, <laughs> and and so I guess it's a low for me because I'm sort of learning that. Yeah, it hurts my feelings to lose people in a way that I it didn't before, and I'm sad that I'm vulnerable. I think it's also mm. acknowledging loss that even if you're getting rid of something negative in your life, that yeah, you still I'm have I'm to in mourning to some degree, yeah. and uh, but yeah, that's a low point. Nobody wants to be in mourning, but but it does mean that you're more like I don't think before that you weren't in mourning, you just weren't acknowledging it, like you you weren't accessing those right. Things. Like it's kind of so it kind of sucks to. F- to realize to that you're like you know you've been working your whole life to try and be like a superhero or like not be affected impenetrable by stuff, right and then all of a sudden i'm getting penetrated like <laughs> and then i'm not actually even getting penetrated because i'm still celibate fun kind Boo! so i'm getting penetrated by feelings <laughs> but not and not the way i want to get penetrated okay and um my high for the week is uh, I don't know. I like nothing great happened to me this week. Uh, what about what about our podcast picture? That fucking picture of us is awesome. Okay, so a dope ass <laughs> graphic <laughs> came through. Uh, Dave, of us. Dave, the guy that made it, his name is Dave Chow, and he's like the guy. He's the head of design at the the advertising agency he works at. He fucking made this amazing design, which I'm sure you yeah. guys can see on iTunes because that's where you're listening to this right now. Or I've, the, uh, I've never heard of him. Um, he is so. <laughs> Really? I'm going to show you the picture and you're going to be like, wow, that is real good. He made, it, he made it in three minutes. Like this dude Fuck is you, the child. dude. <laughs> he got so my sorry. cheekbones in and everything. I'm, tell- I'm going to have Dave listen to this and he is going to, he's going to draw a, a, a very unseemly picture of <laughs> you scathing. and you're going to be really yeah. fucking Yeah, sorry. he's going to make you, you look like a Philly nigga with that beard. <laughs> you will rue the day that you cross Dave. <laughs> you rueful motherfucker. Jim. So, Jim Jam. Oh, uh, so we're going low, right? Jam we'll start low, uh, live from the Jamptons. Um, I, uh, much similar to you, Ray, uh, I actually had the similar same thing happen in that I realized that I have a friend of mine who I'm not really that cool with anymore, and I'm trying to disengage from him, but he's such a nice dude that it's kind of hard for me to be like, all right, yo, dude, I just, how do I tell this guy that I don't want to hang out It's confusing to cut people off. It's weird because I've known the dude forever in a day, mm. but it's like, we're getting to the point now where like, he's asking me to hang out and I'm just like, dude, this, we're going to talk about the same four things. And I don't want to talk about that shit anymore. Hmm. But see, I think so, you talk about the same four things with everybody. It's just whether or not you enjoy those four things. Right. With that, and that I personality. Don't. There you we go. You grew out of those four things. Huh? I yeah, grew out of those four like things. Yeah, you're outgrowing your friend. I'm outgrowing my friend, but they're still, believe it or not, there. I have like four emotions, I think. Jim I think. does I th- not have up to four emotions. Okay, two, fine. All right, okay. one, zero, whatever. Ray, uh, Ray, you're his emotions advocate. What are we working raise, on? Raise a good litmus as to terms of the emotions that I have. And like, I don't know what. I feel like you have anger that might have been sadness where you're a different person. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And then like. Anger that might have been sadness if you were a pussy. <laughs> and then, so Jim, Jim's like angry or like not feeling stuff. It's like, it's like, and then like when people try and hurt my feelings, I go, well, that work if i had them 
Right. So good luck with that. But no, in this instance, this dude, I was friends the with him. The middle finger and, of emotions. Yeah, just like fuck out of here. But like, I actually in this instance, like I do, like I've hung on this guy forever in a day. But uh, we've kind of gone our separate ways, and it's like. Well, it sounds like he, yeah. you've gone your separate way, and he has not. Yeah. And you don't know how to give him. Is but this bitch really using dumbbells while this nigga's talking about his feelings? Yeah, yeah. Oh, pretty God. much. Yeah, how could you do that, Langston? <laughs> how could you be working out so while we're trying? Maria is silly. really toning her arms while Jim yeah. is hurting. While I'm what up? While I'm emoting, and she's like just like and press. And I'm just trying to like. I'm just trying to you know be brave for you. I appreciate that. Just, just be strong. You're being strong for me. I am being strong. for what? I know. Um, I put it away rather quickly. But I do have Thanks, my, Langston. my high for the week. Uh, so I can do a high that's not hasn't happened yet, but it will happen. Yeah, it's part of the week. And I'm so excited. Uh, I'm going to go to Langston. the TV taping of Ice and Coco's talk show nice. that's happening. And Langston, you may not know this, but I am a huge fan of Ice-T. Cool. Uh, undeniably so. I've dressed as him twice for Halloween. Neither here nor there. I just recently found out that you're not Ice T. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> spoiler alert: Jim is not, in fact, Ice T. But I'm going to the talk show taping this Wednesday, and it's going to be dope. And I can't wait. Uh, baby. What's that? Yeah, they are. Uh, his uh, its name is Jim. I'm She's assuming. Gonna have that. A, f- a fifth bump on her body. <laughs> <laughs> There's gonna be another. Ah, yes. <laughs> Maria Heineck for the win. How dare you? Who said she's not gorgeous? She is a gorgeous, gorgeous fictional woman, and how dare you? Do not. She is the most lively real doll I have ever seen. Do not besmirch Mrs. T. She knows. Uh, uh, I have no problem with her. Yeah, this is going to be so much fun. I'm going to be in the studio. Uh, The world I live in, I'm the warm-up comic for the show. That's what he wants. Put it into the universe, Jim. Yeah. I'm just... I will... I'm gonna walk up on stage and just warm the crowd up. Do it. I think that's just gonna be <laughs> like un- uninvited. Yeah, and then like the normal comic will see me. He's like, "Wait, uh, uh, did I just get bumped?" And then he'll be so insecure about it and he'll leave because I'll crush so it. And then they'll carry me out like a, a high school senior football star. Uh, so those are my highs and lows. Langston, what do you what do you got going All right, on? I'm gonna do this quickly. Uh, I low uh, had a breakup. Two months ago, I think it's been. Yeah, it's been two months. I don't know why I checked with you, Maria. Uh, it's <laughs> Probably because you months. knew you shared it with me about uh, a month ago. And that still feels very present. So it's been like a consistent low. And then like Montreal was like this very euphoric moment where like you're living uh, a fantasy. Um, you can feel feelings again. Yeah. And so it was like I was absent of those feelings and then came back. So we were talking earlier about like that transition back into comedy, and it's been more. They of, were like, a, waiting for you. A stark transition back into just being like a person dealing with like what it means to miss another person who you probably shouldn't be with, but like were, weren't ready or even in a point of considering why that wouldn't be the case. Uh, and then hi, uh, I think I I don't know. I think things have been going generally well. Like I feel my like boob just popped out, and you saw out. it. That's the really? high of your day. So my, <laughs> I wasn't expecting to see a titty, and that's a pretty good high. Uh, so my low was missing it. Form, yeah. He let you know that your titty was out. I had put it away by the time he had pointed it out. She did not. Uh, <laughs> he, was, he was timing it. I literally was like, oops, and put it away. And then he's like, your I didn't titty's even get out. to see it. No, that's right. So that's our Just low. Just a brown nipple. Uh, 
I think <laughs> I think as far as the high, I'll take it. Uh, <laughs> things things feel good. Like as far as writing and like feeling mm-hmm. like you know you're working towards something good and feeling like you know things are sort of starting to take shape. That's that's not a feeling that I've grown accustomed to as a comic, especially in New York. Like, and you this city, shouldn't. This is a city that just beats <laughs> the shit out of you and makes you feel like you aren't worth a lot. And then, yeah, you know, you have these moments like where, like, consistently across the board, you're like, "Yo, I'm I'm doing this job well, and I feel good about it, and I don't feel ashamed of what I'm producing." And that's a your feeling taste that level I enjoy. is starting to meet your expectations for yourself. Like that, uh, I don't know. Ira Glass I, I think my taste level is still higher than what I can do. But you can hmm. feel yourself moving. But in that I'm direction. moving. I'm moving in a direction I'm proud of, yeah. and I think that that's a good. You're feeling. progressing. Yeah, that's a great feeling. That's uh, you know what that that makes me think is like uh, New York is like. New, uh, yeah, we're gonna wrap it up here because I just got lit by the guest. Uh, <laughs> New York, New York. New York is like uh, it's like dating a, like a domestic abuser that makes you feel like you're shitty and stupid and ugly and like not good enough. And then you know like Julia Roberts and sleeping with the enemy. And then you go uh, you start dating another guy after you get out of that. Like you go to another city to do comedy or like someone outside of that world. Like it's like oh my god you're st-, and you're like oh I'm I'm the shit. Yeah. I just didn't know because I was with you know a, a partner that like wasn't making me feel it. Yeah, but we don't leave it. <laughs> we just stay. Yeah. <laughs> like mm. in this abusive relationship that ultimately gets us a lot of. It's because it's such a deal to live in New York. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a wealthy benefactor. Yeah. It's a cachet. Shit out of for it. sure. All right. This has been such an amazing episode. Uh, yes, I think probably. that everyone should just keep being alive. Uh, please give it up for. Uh, give it up. This isn't a show. Okay. Uh, Jim Search, where can they find you? Uh, they can find me on Twitter at Jim Search, and you can also go to JimSearchComedy.com. You can find me there. I uh, I have a bunch of shows coming up, so go to Jim Search Comedy. You'll find them all there. Come see me, and I'll be funny. Okay, cool. Uh, Ray? Uh, I'm at Ray Sani on Twitter, and find me on eh, raysallright.tumblr.com. <laughs> Um, you you know, and I'll just be out in the streets flirting with hoes, but not fucking them, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, I, uh, you can find me on Twitter at my name, uh, at Maria Heinig, and I run a weekly at Over the Eight in Williamsburg at 8 p.m. called Hot Crowd, uh, and then Langston. Uh, every week. Langston Kerman at Langston Kerman is at the Fancy Show. Yeah, I'm doing yours Brooklyn on Tuesday. On Tuesday, every Tuesday, 830, uh, Name 375, the bar. Uh, Fifth Avenue. Bar Reese is what it's called. R-E-I-S. R-E-I-S, and it's the Fancy Show. It's a great show. show. It's a great show. It's fun. Cool. Thanks so much for uh, for kicking it. Thanks for having me. Woo!